Today we talk about Snapchat Discover one year in, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz's ad campaigns, and who's buying ads at the Super Bowl? Marketing, advertising, and sometimes a conversation. This is the Brand Boost Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We've got some exciting new news for you. I guess it's not really news. It's kind of just good information. A good friend of mine, Carrie Flynn, who writes for the International Business Times, she wrote a really great article yesterday on Snapchat Discover one year later and how 23 media companies are building stories Uh, Snapchat really has inspired a number of media outlets and celebrities to be dedicated to this app. Uh, It may have its own issues, but Discover is not one of them. At least this is what media companies are talking about. It's been a year since Snapchat launched its network of media partners that now totals 19 channels in the US and UK, and there's four more elsewhere. Over that time, publishers have built mobile audiences, and some have found a new revenue source. Uh, Snapchat media partners, are, uh, their media partners range from National Geographic to Fusion. National Geographic's a 138-year-old company. Fusion's a two-year-old company. Uh, they see this as the best way to reach millennials, and with video counts, view counts, Rivaling Facebook, Snapchat is publishing's shiniest new object. Uh, Fusion's chief strategy officer, Boris Gartner, said Snapchat was not initially part of the strategy, but in the past year, it became really important. Very simple. Some companies have invested considerably in staff to build out a Snapchat presence. Refinery29, which is a female-focused site, has 10 employees on the Discover channel. The Wall Street Journal which is Snapchat's most recent partner, created a five-person team. Fusion has 10 full and part-time staff Snapchat staffers. Music and entertainment company iHeartMedia refers to its group as the Special Forces team. Really, Snapchat is a huge commitment. Content cannot be easily repurposed from other formats, in part because Snapchat presents photos and videos vertically, as opposed to what we're used to, which is the horizontal format. Uh, Jobs in the media industry solely dedicated to strategizing and creating Snapchat content are totally emerging. Over the past year, publishers have made it clear that Snapchat channels have moved from experiments to core offerings. Cosmopolitan, uh, their Snapchat Discover channel generated on average 19 million views per month. Cosmopolitan.com, on the other hand, generates 20 million unique visitors per month. Uh, BuzzFeed CEO Jonah Peretti has said uh, views from Snapchat make up 21% of his company's total traffic. And yet, as with Facebook, publishers are investing in Snapchat even though they do not own the audience. Now, you If you've heard me talk, you know I preach about owned media. Uh, But unlike on Facebook, a Snapchat user never clicks through to a publisher site, which 
leaves media companies serving audiences in Snapchat's world. Snapchat consumers do not pay to be subscribers. Uh, and the limited user data the app provides makes it difficult to track them. There's another concern, too, for publishers that a channel could be deleted at the snap of CEO Evan Spiegel's fingers. Uh, just ask Yahoo that, a high-profile launch partner uh, that was removed after six months because Spiegel reportedly did not like the content, which consisted largely of Katie Couric as a talking head. As happened with the emergence of Yahoo and Google and the growth of Facebook and Twitter, publishers have had um, to really accommodate another platform to distribute their content. Some argue that it's an audience that they would not usually be able to reach. And others say that it's part of reaching a new audience wherever they happen to be. Uh, iHeartMedia's original uh, or vice president of original content Ina Burke says, our audience was already there. We were excited to have another channel to talk to them. Uh, BuzzFeed, launched uh, on Discover in July, initially had concerns about the editorial control. Yet since the summer, when Snapchat announced an ad program and moved Discover to the front of the app, publishers have been scrambling for a spot. Uh, VP of National Geographic, Geographic Partners Rajiv Modi said, we started talking with Snapchat about Discover in late 2014, but that was just an experiment. I don't think it's cannibalizing anything else. Snapchat is a new growth opportunity for us. I say it's very high priority. Very high priority. Today, Snapchat is proud of its numbers. The company is claiming more than 5 billion video views a day. But news companies have reported more. Uh, Snapchat offers few other specifics even to their media partners. So for now, publishers are boasting about their Snapchat views as they follow the buzz around mobile and millennials. Uh, on Thanksgiving, Cosmos Snapchat Discover Channel ran videos of shirtless guys with pies. The videos generated 442,000 shares in one day. American adults are spending three hours with their mobile phones on average a day. As a mobile-only network with an audience of at least 100 million daily active users, Snapchat fits right into this smartphone obsession. Uh, monetization, on the other hand, is still in its infancy, and advertisers are struggling to wrap their head around creating this short-form vertical video content. Uh, but others are saying you need to accept that this mobile screen is not the TV. Interesting. Interesting. Curious to hear what uh, Gary Vaynerchuk says about Snapchat. He says that despite or despite data concerns, Gary says, I'm extremely bullish on Snapchat. When you map 13 to 28, it's Snapchat. Hmm. Interesting. So 13 to 28. Looks like we'll see how this pans out. Very curious to see what happens in the future with this dis with Discover. Uh, will we see more political campaigns on there? Never know. Election time is coming. Could we see some of them as media partners spending some money in that age range, reaching those that maybe don't typically vote? I would be very curious to see that. Speaking of voting, how effective have Donald Trump and Ted Cruz's campaign ads been? Uh, there were some voter reactions a few days before the Iowa caucus. Uh, Donald Trump's support among blue-collar voters doubled when Ted Cruz um, 
anytime Ted Cruz attacks him in ads. But those same attacks also boost Cruz's support among middle-class men. And while Trump's ads don't help him much, they do drive voters away from Cruz. There are some findings in a study by Insight platform Qualtrics, uh, which recruited more than 1,200 people to try and determine whether ads from the two leading GOP candidates are working. Uh, Qualtrics and partner Evolving Strategies showed participants three ads, one promoting Trump, one attacking him, one promoting Cruz. After each ad, respondents were asked a series of questions, including their pick for nomination. Cruz's challenge to Trump during the recent Fox Business Network debate, he used the term New York values, was only modestly successful, the study found. The ad, based on the challenge, works for middle-class men. But the bad luck for Cruz is his ad causes a huge backlash amongst blue-collar voters, those with high school degree or less uh, or less uh, than high school and a salary of less than $90,000 while boosting their support for Trump by 18 points from 45 to 64%. Most of this movement comes from a shocking 34-point boost in Trump support among blue-collar men. The study also found that when middle-class voters see Cruz's positive ad on immigration and economic populism, Trump's support only drops by 10 points and Cruz's support jumps eight points. Uh, so it seems like Cruz would be wise to find new lines of attack while pushing out his positive ads. Uh, heading into Iowa, it looks like Senator Cruz is in trouble. And then uh, I do have the ads here. I'm going to link the ads in the show notes so you guys can check them out and see what you think. Again, this has nothing to do with politics. It's just uh, wanted to mention how effective ads were or were not. Uh, it's always very interesting to see where people's heads are at and where uh, you know where they go or where they react to what types of things that uh, you know that get them thinking. And I know we've talked about the Super Bowl quite a bit, and I want to keep talking about the Super Bowl, but um, there are the ad chart came out. Who's buying commercials in the big game? And uh, a lot of the marketers came out. As we know, the Broncos and the Panthers are going to meet February 7th in San Francisco. Uh, ad buyers who have placed clients in the game say units are fetching 4.6 million and a little more, anywhere between 4.6 to 5 million. Uh, over the last five seasons, the approximate asking price for a 30 second Super Bowl ad has increased 11% each year. Uh, the Super Bowl alone has drawn $5.9 billion in inflation-adjusted ad spending since 1967. Pretty crazy. Uh, CBS CEO Les Moonves said uh, November 7th that the game was essentially sold out, but the network was holding some time uh, to sell latecomers. And his quote was, they're going to beg us for two spots. So I have a couple of... Actually, I have the entire list here in front of me, and here is I'll, – I'll just na mention the ones that strike me uh, as, as interesting, but here is the list. I may read down the whole list. We'll see. Uh, we'll see ads from Acura. They bought one spot in the first quarter. Uh, the, it's the first Super Bowl ad to promote Acura since uh, 2012. Amazon made a buy. Don't know what the buy is. Anheuser-Busch. Uh, they, as we mentioned a little earlier in another podcast last week, 
they bought uh, quite a few ads for Michelob, Shock Top, uh, as well as Budweiser, Bud Light. Apartments.com bought a 60-second ad, uh, and they also will air eight local commercials in the big game. Uh, avocados from Mexico, we've seen that in the past couple years. Buick bought a 30-second ad. Butterfinger has a 30-second spot in the third quarter. Colgate has a 30-second ad during the two-minute warning toward the end of the second half. Uh, Coca-Cola bought an ad. Doritos, uh, only one winning ad from the annual Crash the Super Bowl contest contest will air during the Super Bowl in 2016. In the past few years, Doritos has aired two of these crash ads. They're only doing one this year. Maybe the ad by uh, the ad spend went up a little too much for them. Heinz, we'll see Heinz. Not enough details on that one yet. Still to be determined what exactly the creative will be as well. Honda has a 60-second spot in the third quarter. They'll be plugging their new 2017 Honda Ridgeline. Uh, Hyundai Motor America will has um, two 30-second spots, one in the first, one in the second quarter, plus a 60-second ad in the commercial pod immediately before kickoff and another one earlier in CBS's pregame. Creatives aren't disclosed on that one, but that's a pretty big buy there for Hyundai. Interesting to see what they're going to come up with. Uh, Intuit, Kia has a 60-second spot. LG has a 60-second spot, most likely to promote their uh, OLED technology and TVs. Uh, Mini Cooper, or actually, I mean, that, that is a BMW uh, line. They have a 30-second ad in the third quarter. It's BMW's only ad in Super Bowl 50. Mountain Dew has one ad. It's their first ad since 2000. PayPal has a 45-second commercial in the first quarter, their first ad ever. Pepsi, one in-game ad plus halftime sponsorship. And the ad will lead into the halftime show and celebrate Pepsi music heritage and pay homage to iconic songs. Pokemon has a 30-second spot in the third quarter. It's the first Super Bowl ad for that brand. Interesting. Pokemon. Quicken Loans has a 60-second spot during the first half. It's the first Super Bowl ad from Quicken's, Quicken Loans. Skittles has one ad. Uh, they made their debut in 2015 with an ad called Settle It. They had an arm wrestling theme. Uh, Mars, who owns Skittles, is an official NFL sponsor. Snickers, another Mars product. They, too, have a 30-second commercial. And the ad will continue the you're not you when you're hungry theme. Squarespace has a 30-second ad in the third quarter. SunTrust, a 30-second ad. Taco Bell, a 30-second ad in the first quarter. Toyota, 90-second spot during uh, the commercial break at the first half's two-minute warning. We'll see something from Walt Disney. Not sure what the buy is there, but it looks like it's going to be uh, maybe used to promote Tomorrowland, starring George Clooney, uh, or Captain America Civil War, Jungle Book, and the Star Wars ripoff Rogue One. So we could see something there. Wix.com has a 30-second ad as well. And WeatherTech has a 30-second spot. So very cool. Lots of interesting brands, either new to the game or, um, you know, maybe they've, they've been around 
before and they haven't done it in a few years. So it'd be interesting to see what this year's Super Bowl ads will be. What are you most for what are you looking forward to the most? Let me know at Vincenzo Landino on Twitter or Vincenzo Landino on Snapchat. Always love to hear from you. Until next time. Ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to BrandBoostCast.com forward slash subscribe.